Hi, I'm Russ Kamarna, an independent filmmaker and actor in New York, and in between the chances I get to do my creative projects, I love to sit down and talk with other artists to see how it is they do what they do, how they take art and use their craft to reveal truth to an audience. So in this series of conversations, you'll meet some people you may recognize, some people you won't recognize, but they're all independent artists, and we'll get in-depth in a long-form conversation to see how it is they do what they do. Welcome to Art Craft Truth. This time on Art Craft Truth, actor-writer John Grady. From being trained in the professional ballet to the Blue Man Group off-Broadway to countless guest spots on television and film, ultimately to writing and performing his own one-man shows. There's so much to cover with John Grady. I probably need at least two more episodes, but this one will have to suffice as a start. A fascinating, multi-talented artist. I hope you enjoy it. John Grady. Hey, there he is. Hi. Hey, what's up, man? How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. You can hear me okay? I can hear you good. You can hear me as well? I can, yeah. Oh, good. I like people who have... I'm going to set up a little camera here. Actual I'm going to send you... Another sexy angle. <laughs> All right, I dig it. <laughs> but if you wanted to, if you wanted to like cut away to that sexy angle, I will you take could. it because I have plenty of sexy angles of me here. So I got. Oh two, yeah, I got right? two other yeah. sexy angles. Very cool. Um, it's this isn't my place, but I'm I'm just house sitting right now, so it's got. Is that what nice they're little... Is that what they're calling it now? House sitting. It used to be called breaking and entering. <laughs> That's what, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. I've got away gotten away with it for this long. Right. <laughs> Uh, this is John Grady's, uh, trial by fire. <laughs> Three, two, one. There we go. Sweet. Yeah. You could line that up. I don't, I think that's, I don't know. I think it's how they do it. I'm not yeah, quite sure. <laughs> I've seen people do that, but this is cool, man. Well, uh, thank you so much. First of all, for doing this, you come uh, courtesy of our mutual friend, Kate Van Devender. Yeah. Who has been, who's been super at uh, introducing me to all you great people. Um, oh man! And I got you. You're out in LA right now, right? Is that where we're currently are? in Los Angeles? Yeah, in someone yep. else's house. In somebody else's house. <laughs> hey, people! Don't put the keys under the mat. That's right. I will find my way in. <laughs> well, listen, John. We, I, you know, um, I, I, because I don't know you, I did just a peripheral kind of, you know, get to know you on your website and stuff like that. Yeah. We got a lot to talk about, brother. I mean, you are. Uh, Let's do it. You are a, uh, an amazing uh, uh, character with a lot of different stuff under your belt. And I, I just want to just dive right in. And, and as you know, the sort of gist of what I'm trying to do here always is, yeah, we go through all the accomplishments and the career and that stuff, but I want to know how you do what you do. So, yeah, and yeah. you do a lot of different things. So I'm. Because we, we could just post a resume for people. Yeah, know, exactly. Just put a resume. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> sure. And then in 1985, he was, he did this. All right. Yeah. So first, uh, so we're, but that's all important too. Exactly. That's that's very important too. Like the the journey of just getting to each of those, deciding or maybe not deciding, but just following your your heart and and uh, and your gut. Sure, and it right? fe it feeds into everything you do and how you do what you do. So we're, we're going to weave back and forth through kinds of all kinds of stuff. And I, I'll get to know you, and everybody will get to know you, and, and really see how you do your craft. And along the way, if you got questions and thoughts you want to throw my way you know it's a conversation it's not an interview so whatever you want to do there we'll do that um so first of all where are you from originally uh born and raised northern california san jose saratoga to oh, be more exact okay. but uh, the right. south bay there the bay area all right i got two brothers yeah. who lived out in the bay area for many years so it's a beautiful oh, area. yeah yeah, it's beautiful yeah. Area. um and uh so 
you now you're you've you've been an actor and you're also a writer and you're a solo performer and a, a stage performer a film and television performer when you were a kid was this an aspiration of yours something you always wanted to do or first of all john grady you're uh, irish irish so yeah. big family still, still yeah i'm number eight of the nine <laughs> All you guys, man, eight of nine, nine of ten. It's yeah, like... yeah. You just yeah, you, uh, basically raised by wolves. Exactly. <laughs> to fight for your, you know, your, your, your. Yeah, yeah. No, the dinner table is always, uh, you know, you're uh, you wait for a fight to break out, and then while that fight is breaking out, you reach in and grab your thing, and <laughs> you just keep running, keep running away from you. So, so as a kid, um, do you is this is this something you're thinking of? Is this a is this a dream of yours as a kid? That's all we have time for today. Um, <laughs> wow, that was the most, yeah. that was the most dead um, I've had on earth. Well, there, I, I well, there, there's a couple. Of, I mean, I guess uh, as a kid, you're seeing people in film and, and television, and we we were always thrust in, uh, not in front of the television, but uh, uh, definitely a big part of our childhood was being sent to the movie theaters. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Can we just get them out of the house? Just I, I do have this incredible, this very uh, vivid memory of going into the Los Gatos Cinema. I think it was probably twenty-five or fifty cents for a movie, and uh, and just being dropped off there and being there sort of all day. Wait, and then wait, at the wait, and then at the end of the day, timeout. Wait a minute. Are, is this like nineteen thirty? How old are you? For God's sake! Feels like yeah, this is, <laughs> twenty-five this is, cents. Were there all day? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was. Did they play the newsreels beforehand, or what was that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, well, come on, kids, <laughs> make sure you gather up all your your plastics and your rubbers and your medals and. Uh, yeah, we we go to the Los Gatos Cinema, and uh, my memory was uh, just sitting there all day watching movies, and at the end of the day, coming out and it being raining. That's all I can remember. I just remember the station wagon pulling up. Wow. raining and jumping back in the car. So what was the kinds of stuff that, uh, that was babysitting you at the time? What were these movies? Uh, these were all Disney, Disney, Disney films. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So they, they yeah. drop you off. You watch a full day at Disney and, and, and go home. And did you yeah. want to, did you want to be up on the screen? Did you want to be up on the stage? What was the deal? Well, I, I, I didn't, I guess, you know, I didn't know anyone that was doing it. Mm. Right. So it didn't seem like, um, right. It didn't seem like it was a viable career, or I didn't even know what a career was. But um, I, I did used to have, you know, dreams of being in the cast of Star Trek. <laughs> I can, I can, I can remember that it was vividly from like second grade. I can remember like being. I knew I was in a uniform, and I knew, and I knew it wasn't. I knew that it was on. I knew that I was being filmed. Right. That's what I. That's what I knew. I, I knew that it wasn't like, oh, I'm in that world. Right. I knew that it was, I was part of that. Wait, 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 time out. That, so you were actually on Star Trek? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> that's what it felt like, yes. Okay, all right. All right, good to know, because that, that clears things, a lot of things up for me. Yeah. So when does it, when does it finally uh, enter your consciousness as an actual viable thing? How old are you uh, when you start to regulate? Yeah, not till, not till high school where, oh, really? you know, okay. uh, a couple of uh, gal pals say, you should try out for the musical. Uh, and you're like, okay. Yeah. yeah, I'll do that. I mean, you know, I I remember giving up on a, the idea of being a, a soccer player professionally, and uh, yeah. <laughs> and then and then I was like, well, how about uh, architecture? And I started getting involved in architecture and studying that design, and wow. um, and then I was like, oh, that seems like a lot of math. 
I'm so sure that's my thing and right the, now. Then the girls then, get involved in that, and you know where they're going to yeah. be. And so you, yeah, and you're like, what? Oh, people, oh, they laugh at you when you're up here? Oh, I like that. <laughs> right. A little applause at the end? Oh, more of this, please. Sweet. So I, I also saw that you were a, trained in ballet. And when did... When did yeah, so that came very late. That came in... Uh, so now I'm at college. I'm at uh, University of California, Irvine. Okay. And um, all the theater majors there, uh, you have to take um, movement as part of your requirements. Sure. Yeah. And uh, um, I remember... I did have some exposure to dance. I had two older brothers that were in, involved in, in dance, a small um, uh, like contemporary company that was attached with the junior college, you know, in, and up in, up in the Bay Area. Um, so I got a chance to see them dance and perform. And I, and I, I really thought that was, I thought they were, I thought they were beautiful. I thought they were, I thought they looked right. strong and, and manly. And so that was always in the back of my head. That wasn't something that I thought I would, I would do, but I loved that that image of I love seeing them in that in that right. that uh, venue. So dance is one thing, ballet, yeah, is a whole other discipline. I mean, that's isn't that that's an intense. Uh, yeah, I do remember uh, passing by a, a ballet class uh, when I was at university, and I thought, oh, I mean, look at that—they have to do the same thing every day, again and again and again, and they're being told that they're not doing it correct. I'm like, oh, that, that fits right in with my Catholic upbringing. <laughs> <laughs> you, you will learn to do this better. I, okay, please, right. more of that, please. So something about the discipline you like about. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, uh, and my father was a, a fighter pilot in the Navy, so I, I figured this was the only way I was going to get some uh, sort of military school discipline. Wow. Yeah, my version of that. Um, so, yeah, so I did, uh, took two years of, of ballet. And uh, I, think for, I think for anyone with a little bit of, sense of space time and rhythm and maybe a sense of line and um and a little stick to itness um maybe a little obsession to be you know to be better to better yourself all the time mm. um i i think dance was a it made sense that it was a good fit right so at the end of that so i've now graduated Right. Well, and, let me uh, let me ask you this question because I watched yeah, go. I watched a little bit of your um of one of the excerpts of one of your one man show things where, oh, okay. where you talk about your your youth doing your, your uh, foray into gymnastics uh, in uh, is that first of all oh yeah right yeah right, right of course junior high school right yes. junior high school so so is does that inform some of the stuff are you are you flashing back to the guy slapping your thighs and making you do backflips when you're doing ballet is there a, is there a correlation between those disciplines or no yeah i do you're, you're right i do i do like that uh um, i do remember my i do remember my dad saying i i mean you're, you're not going to be a gymnast and the only what he meant by that is that he's like that's not your that's not your body type you're not <laughs> okay you're, you're gonna grow up to be a big long stream green bean right you know so um that was his way of being supportive <laughs> <laughs> he was being practical <laughs> he's he saw he saw the future he's like right. yeah no that's not that's not you yeah, you're not gonna be right. um uh so yeah there was uh, uh that element of learning uh learning those tricks those gymnastics those sort of flips and tumbles and things fun super fun right, right? and 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 what do you take away from before we move on to yeah. getting you out there as a performer, as an actor and all that stuff? What do you take away from the, from that discipline, from what you, from the techniques you're being taught as a dancer? It's a whole other, people don't understand about these different disciplines in art is, is yes, there's a common thread of 
truth and performance and all that stuff, but they're very specific crafts. So what do you take away from the physicalness and the, and the discipline of learning something like ballet? To me, that's going to inform a lot of where we go from here. Yeah. I think I do. I think I do enjoy that sort of structure. Structure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I like, I like being given a, a routine. Mm. Um, and I don't think that came in in grade school in, in during the gymnastics, but I think it was a precursor right. to that. Um, and also, you know, you know, I kind of like being the only guy that was in there. Smart. I mean, I liked, I like to, I like to feel. Oh, I think we all like to. I think you like to find a place where you can feel special. Ah, uh, okay. Unique. You have to feel unique. Okay, interesting. One does, I do. I, do, well, I think we all do. And particularly yeah. if, if you're the only male surrounded by all the females, it's, it's not a bad thing for most It's people. not a bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing. It's, it's bad it, it was easier you're than... you're a straight male, if you uh, There was, I mean, you know, because in grade school, you know, there's a, there's a lot of pissing contests going on. It's a yeah. lot of, you know, a lot of challenges, you know, being picked on and being, whether you're in a gymnastics class or not, it's just, just, <laughs> just, 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 it's just, men being men, boys being boys. Right, men right. Being, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, you and I are probably close to the same age, so there's a... Uh, there's 32, a, let's do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got it. Uh, there's a, Yeah, there's a different way of looking at, not that bullying is great or anything, and, and obviously it leads to awful things, but we grew up in a sort of a different idea of how to deal with that as males, you know, yeah. uh, that led to different outcomes in how we think about things, I think. And I don't know that it's all bad. I think there's some, there is some character to having to go through some, you know, some gauntlets yeah. and things as a, as a young man. I think we all do. Yeah. And I think in every culture, there's that sort of gauntlet that the young, the young male yeah. has to process through. And I think that's part of it. I feel like my, my nephews don't go through that at all. How old are they? It's, they're all out of uh, high school, high school and then out of high school and other in college. I'm like, huh. Yeah. They never really went through that, is my understanding. Yeah, so no, it's a different, again. it's a different thing, and I think, yeah, I think it's there's some value to it that, uh, although it, it can be difficult, is lost. I think on some of the newer folks, it might be um, an impetus for for drive. Sure, sure. To to better to show you. Oh, I'm going to show you. Oh, I'm going to fucking. <laughs> I'm going to leap over that thing. You, you're going to see it. Yeah. All right. There is part of that. All right. Yeah. So let's, so when does acting uh, enter this as where you think, um, I want to, I want to be another character. I want to, I want to get in a show. I want to, is that part of college too? Or you, you're in the, the theater program kind of a thing? Yeah. I get myself in the theater program, uh, at university and, uh, still not, I'm not, I'm trying to remember because I'm a thousand years old now. I'm trying to remember what, if I knew then that's what I wanted to do or if it was a thing that I could do. I, I mean, I definitely started meeting more people. You start meeting your your people. Sure. You're like, oh, maybe, you know, like maybe, uh, let's just say being, you know, being an architect, oh, maybe those are not my people or okay. even wanted the maybe the desire to be a professional soccer player. Like, oh, maybe that. Oh, those aren't my people. Is that what either. you were going like, to school for? Were you going to be an architect? Was that the idea, or, or did there you... was a bit? Yeah, there's okay. a bit. That's what my parents thought. <laughs> 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 They're not alive anymore, so it doesn't okay. matter. So, so, <laughs> so, so, I don't know why I'm whispering. <laughs> yeah, there was definitely a part of like, like, yeah, I, I'll go there to, a, not to appease them as, but also like, oh, that seems like a 
think I, that is something that I was interested in. Right. I do like space and 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 carving and designing in space. Okay. Yeah, and th that combined with your love of structure and uh, and uh, yeah. and discipline was a, was a, it's just the math part kind of gets in the way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> What's the first thing that happens where where you you're doing it? You're in a, um, you're in a show. I can't even remember the, uh, what was the first, well, I'm starting to take the, you know, the, the one or two acting classes every, you know, quarter semester, getting to see the, you know, the people and, um, and what kind of stuff I are they teaching you, uh, acting wise? Is there, are they, are they giving you just sort of basic scene study stuff? Are they giving the basic you scene study stuff, the basic acting 101, you know, warming up your body, right. doing your They're not giving silly voice specific methods or things like that yet. They're just kind of giving you basic. They were they were based in uh, Stanislavski. Okay, all right, fair enough. Uh, but none of that. I couldn't tell you one of the. <laughs> I'd be like, no, that that is actually the method that I stick. If someone pointed out to me, you're like, oh, you're very. I'd be like, oh, I am fantastic. I don't. <laughs> right. I would. I just kept doing. I just kept doing it. Interesting. So so you're not. At, at, at a certain point, you're not going, well, all right, here's my path. This is what I'm going to do. You just, you're just doing it. You just perform doing it. I mean, there's definitely, um, I do remember coming home for a summer and sitting with my dad on the couch and we were watching, do you remember the old, um, uh, PBS, um, like not, not masterpiece theater, but they were, um, but they would do, they would show play. They had plays like, um, uh, sure. uh Matt, Matthew Broderick in sure, sure. Master Herald. Okay. All right. Master Harold, Master Harold and the boys. Uh, and the other was, um, I remember seeing uh, Kevin Bacon in Lemon Sky. Okay. And there's a scene in it where he has this, it, it's building all this tension about like what's happening with their son. Why isn't he falling in love with this, this woman? Kira Cedric, actually, oh. he marries, right? He hasn't married, right? Um, funny enough. Um, but uh, the father finding out that he's, gay and that it was become and, and, and so the mother can't handle it and the father can't deal with it and there's just a huge blowout scene you know at the end right. of the play where they're just ex, you know just exploding and i turned to my dad and i was like that's that, that's what i want to do ah wow what did dad say like, <laughs> that's not your body just, type hey not your body it's not your body type you're not you don't look anything like kevin bacon you're not tall and lanky right. oh wait you're exactly right. kevin bacon that's right Wow. So, all right. So there, so it's the, that inspiration to see that, that live performance, yeah. that other thing. That yeah. And then, and I felt like, and I felt like I was that, then I felt like I was seeing myself okay. up there in these, in these, these younger men that were, they were doing these. And roles. How, how like, old were you at this point? This so that's, top. that's 20, 21, 20, right, 21, so 22. Yeah. For, for most actors, that's pretty late to, to kind of come upon the inspiration yeah. for that. Very interesting. Yeah. So, so what I'm really going to break out when I'm 80. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> well, Can't wait. That's awesome. Well, I'll be right behind you. So we're yeah. <laughs> so uh, so what? So then, what do you do with it? With that? Then then how do you take that and and move forward with it? What do you do with that? Oh, um, by sending out headshots and resumes to some agencies up in Los Angeles because it was I I then because then the, the talk of your senior year is like hey when everyone's going to move to LA you're going to do the actor thing up in LA right and you're like yeah you got to be prepared for that right you got to no one they don't show you how to do it they don't no, teach that's nothing none of, none of that they teach you don't teach you any of that right. <laughs> much they really should yeah. um uh that's such a big part of it um and 
so before that, I before before moving up there, uh, or before the idea of moving up there, graduating and moving up there, um, I did have some sort of agent by just sending out random headshots and resumes where there was someone who said, hey, we like your look, we'll send you out for some things. Okay. It never felt um it never felt like it was it never felt real. I never knew <laughs> I never, never knew what the everything seems really creepy and seedy. Or like <laughs> every like every casting office I went into a room every audition I was like, what is this? Who are they? Everything just seemed right. everything seemed like is this porno? <laughs> I don't think it is. All right, but everything just—it seemed. Um, I think what that what that feeling was was it wasn't the right choice at the time. Okay. Um, in the meantime, there's a ballet company from Canada comes down to perform in Orange County, the National Ballet of Canada. And a friend of mine who I was taking some ballet classes with at a, at a studio as one might do in these, you know, in, out in the suburbs, you know, you little small mom and pop studio. And he says, hey, I'm working as a, working as a super uh, in this show. That's like being an, an extra. Okay. Um, and in the, in, in the dance world, you can be, so you'll be, you'll be the spear holder. Okay. All right. You know, while, while if it's, if they're doing a classical ballet, there's definitely some spear holders that they hire locally if they're, if they're on tour, right? right? Um, and, uh, and then the rest of the company dances. So my friend said, hey, I and I'm going out, I, I met these two girls that are in the company and we're going out, so you wanna come join us? And I was like, uh, sure, that sounds great. So I meet this, I meet these women and they, uh, I, I started asking them about their training and what they, where they had trained. And one said, oh, I, I graduated from the National Ballet School. It's, it's kind of attached with the, the company. And I was like, oh, it's, it's in Toronto? She's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, how do I get into that school? She's like, well, they have, you know, they have like a, program there. I was like, okay. So I wrote the artistic directors of the company. I said, Hey, I would be interested in, would you, Oh, I was doing a performance at the university. I said, Hey, would you be interested in coming to see me perform? <laughs> God, would you like to be interested in come see me perform at this college show? They're like, uh, we're kind of busy, but uh, <laughs> that's reading into the message, but they wrote back. This one, we wrote letters. Right. And they wrote back and said, thank you so much for the invite. Um, you know, if you'd be interested in, in continuing your training, we can't come to your show, but there is a school up here and they do have a program for students who have graduated from college or finished their schooling and just want to go there and train. It's mm -hmm. a national ballet school. It's a boarding school for kids grades four through 12, but they have this other program attached to the school where uh, students can just go there and train. Well, the other students are, right. they're doing their math, science, right, right, right. architecture and gymnastics um uh the rest of us just go there and we just train all day and i was like i need to find out if i can do this and every day that i was there all i did was think about getting back to la i felt like <laughs> i had made an awful mistake wow i didn't i made that i, I made a huge mistake <laughs> the only thing i'm getting out of this right now is that i actually get to tell my kids someday that I actually had to walk through snow uphill to get to school. It's a ballet school, mind you, but I, yeah. I got to do it. Wow. Um, yeah, and, and these, these, I mean, these kids, they are, they are, they are dedicated. Right. They are, they are in it right. to win it for life. They are, and that school is cranking out little Barishnikovs and little Sylvie Gims. Little, I mean, wow. and I, was, I mean, I'm like, 
the level is just so high. The senior boys class. Just- so let me ask you, let me stop you here. Let me ask you yeah. this question. What is your, what is your thought process as a 20 something year old college graduate now entering, going to another city to, to, were you planning on becoming a member of this company? Was the, what was your goal here? You just wanted to do what? Yeah. I thought maybe, I thought maybe that was a possibility. Okay. So what happened? Where does this end up? Where, where do we go with, uh, with this company? Uh, I don't get into the company. Okay. I auditioned, I auditioned for the company and they're like, yeah, no, <laughs> not, not really that interested. And I'm like, oh my, I guess I gotta go back to LA. But you go back. And, to- uh, and, but I go to, so instead I go to Europe and I, and I tour around Europe, um, around, around November, December is a time, at least it used to be, I don't know if it is anymore. Uh, a lot of companies, uh, were looking for dancers back then. Okay. And what there's kind of like the great, um, best kept secret is that, you know, you can retire with a pension, you know, as a dancer with companies in, in Europe. Oh, wow. Yeah. Go. That's good to know. I, I think it's a little late, but maybe I'll give it a shot. Yeah, you should give it a shot. Uh, um, so, so in your, in your mid now twenties to heading to your late twenties, you're, you're, you're a dancer touring Europe. How long did you do that for? Uh, I just went to audition for companies and I went there for two weeks, uh, end of November, beginning of that December. Um, went to wherever you, you, you went with a group of people and you ran into them at an audition. And if you didn't get hired with that company, they said, Hey, listen, I think they're, they might be hiring some people over at Frankfurt Ballet. You're like, okay, well, let's go there. So you jump on the train, you go to Frankfurt. You're like, Oh, I think some people are looking for some dancers in Wiesbaden. You're like, great. Now go down to Wiesbaden, audition for that company, audition, audition, all like all around Europe. And it brings me all back, back to this one company, um, Ballet du Nord in the North of France. And uh, I go and I audition there. And at the end of it, the director says, you know, but uh, yeah, we have a space available if you would be interested. And I'm like, I'm moving to Europe. Wow. Starting my dance career. Fast forward a couple months later, <laughs> I get a call in Toronto while I'm still at the school, finishing up the school. And uh, it's a new, uh, or they're board members. And they said, uh, hey, we just want to let you know that uh, we, we, got rid of our artistic director and uh, uh, we know that he had done some hiring and uh, we're actually not going to be hiring people. Uh, so and I went, uh, Oh, there we go. Dreams it's done. It's done. <laughs> it's done. It's done. Right. I'm going to go back to LA. I'm going to go back to LA. So what, but, that's uh, a, what a fascinating experience to, you know, I mean, you're, you're on a very specific track to, be a working dancer to be to do that and and now you're heading back to la with the idea of being an actor is that what you were that's that was the idea now the dancing is just sort of a, a tool now going to be you're going to put that in the bag and yeah and you're going to be an and, some, and a friend said uh hey uh why don't you coming down to new york hey, we're we're, audition, we're here auditioning for um ballet british columbia in vancouver you want to come on by and i was like oh yeah sure why not why not i'll go i get a contract offer with Ballet Bridge Columbia in Vancouver. Mm. So I'm not going to LA. Okay. Not second there. I moved to I moved to Vancouver and I danced with the company for uh three seasons. Three seasons. Wow. All right. Boy, you know, I'll tell you, it's like it's like I'm I'm dealing with battling Floyd Mayweather. I can't I can't quite catch the know. you know the, the, the there's too much there's all there's probably too much story. Just, just when I much. just when I think you're gonna weave right, you weave left. It's 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 hard to uh <laughs> it's hard to imagine. Uh all right, so 
Now, what we're going to get into is, and what we're starting to see early on here is the um, is the the variety of your career. I mean, you're the uh, you're the um, like I said, you're my age. You're, you're another great example of had I put the work in, who I could have been. Uh, you you've done you've been uh, uh, a theater performer. Uh, you've done you know guest spots on you know, network television, network episodics and HBO and film roles and, and, and you're a storyteller doing your own one man stuff. Um, all of these things, uh, in and of themselves are these very different sort of branches of, of what we do. Um, and you've, you've touched on them all and and I want to get to how we got to them all. So you're now diverted from LA to Europe to New York, to back to Toronto and dancing, you danced there. At, let's, at, at what point do you, does acting kind of finally grab hold of you and pull you out of the dance world where you're, where, where that's, where it becomes your job, where you're, because of all these things you've done, you know, is the theater the thing that grabs you first? Is it Los Angeles and television that grabs you first? What are, what is the acting thing that gets its hooks in you first? Yeah, that's funny you remember and now you're reminding me that when I was at the National Ballet School, I remember hearing about this show called Kids in the Hall. Uh-huh. And I was like, I have to find out where that's being shot. I have to I have to be one of these guys. I didn't even know what the show was, but I just knew I was like, something about it. Like I tried <laughs> tried to try to find out like how do I how do I get out of this dance world thing and get into that? Mm. God, that's so crazy. I forgot about that. Um because now that brings me to now I'm with the company in, in Vancouver and and enjoying that and enjoying that 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 creative process, that 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 world of of dance is um it's it's nine to five. Mm. Mm. So it's a it's a different world. You're working and creating and also remounting old pieces and you're you're learning something that company members knew that they, you know, they knew, you know, last year, but you're learning it for the first time. So, and I would imagine um, physically demanding if it's that kind of a schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Exhausting. Exhausting. Um, uh, Exhausting sounds like, oh, you're just tired all the time. No, just your body just hurts. (laughs) It just just fucking hurts all the time. Um, uh, Yeah. Yeah. Just running the cold tub tap on your feet just in the morning just just ice cold just get it colder 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 okay now ready to go wow after a long day of rehearsal sitting down watching movie credits roll everyone else is getting out you're like no can't get up yet just just remember telling my girlfriend just like no can we just sit here for a second yeah just the knees are gonna and straighten okay is that uh, is that part of what aside from just the the attractiveness of kids in the hall and the acting bug is that part of what gets you out is is how physically demanding it is is that you start starting to think well, how long can i do this or what oh um that's a fair question i i try to be fair. i did i did i did i did try to it is your show i did try to i do remember thinking like oh i wonder how long i can actually do this mm-hmm. i i knew i knew there was a limit to uh I think some some body types can take much more of the punishment. Mm. Um, I don't. I never got the feeling that my body parts, not my my Kevin Bacon body type, <laughs> could 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 withstand right. years and years and years of this. I'm like, oh, I don't think. Okay, this is going to be this is going to 
be a short term, and then I will get back to the acting thing. Yeah. When you're when you're taking acting classes now, out you're you're out of whatever the you know basic Stanislavski stuff they taught you in college. What are you, what kind of stuff are you studying, and where are you study? Is this are you still in Toronto at this point when you're doing this stuff? Or? No, I'm in uh, Vancouver. In Vancouver. Okay, so what kind of um, stuff are you learning early on as a young actor? It's all just it's all just scene work, yes. but but the scene work uh, wasn't wasn't no longer plays play scenes it was always doing uh little film scenes okay. or tv scenes that's 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 what i recall yeah all right so so now when do you when does like i said let's get back to let's weave back to that yeah. uh that moment where you're you're gonna go for it as an actor you're gonna say all right let's try this um a friend from europe calls a good friend from college she's living in paris she says hey a friend of mine is working on a tv show in Vancouver, and uh, and she's French, she's a French actress, and uh, and she they have a voice coach for her, for her English, but uh, she would like someone else to help her. She's like, would you be interested? And I'm like, absolutely. So I, she hired me, and I helped her. I just come from this, you know, six week intensive course of you know right. working on dialects and your bilabial fricatives and your <laughs> Shakespeare. Hey, 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 no dirty words. Know, sorry, kids. <laughs> That's all right. Hide the kids. <laughs> And uh, and that got me. That I was like, oh, I, I could get a little buzz from that, you know. I got to go to the set a couple times. And what was, was the what was the show? Do you remember what she was working? Uh, the Highlander. The Highlander. Oh yeah. Okay. So you're on the set, and yeah, you're and now it's it's gonna sink its teeth. And now I'm, yeah, now I'm watching it. I'm seeing it happen. I'm like, oh, this is how it all happens. All right. Oh, look at how many times they get to do it. And I'm like, oh. They made a mistake. Oh, they're laughing about it. Oh, they get to go back and do it. Oh, this is no, this is not like a play. Not that I didn't know that it was not like right. like I had some idea, but once you when you see like the inner workings and like who are all these people? Right, right. It, it takes know, who, the it takes the reverence. Who who is this guy? Who is you know or gal? You know, right. and who is who's who's this one that's doing all the you know makeup and your hair and like oh who are they? And who are all the other people sitting around with the with the books and the notes and right. the yeah? So it became that was curious. That was curious to me. All right. So what? So at what point do you do you dive in and do it? Do you get yourself out there and start doing this kind of stuff? And and like I said, is it is it that world? Is it film and television, or do you get back to theater at some point? Because what we'll also get into too is yeah. not just the theater, but you, you had a stint as uh, as a blue man, uh, yeah. With the blue man group, which is a whole other uh, sort of thing. So, oh my god, my god! So should... your live performance part of your career fascinates me because of all the one man stuff, the blue man, the one man shows, all that stuff. But what is it first for you? What is it first as an actor that gets you working right off the bat? Are you are you doing TV commercials? Are you doing TV? Are you doing theater? What is it? It's it's so infrequent that it was hard to ever feel like that I'm now in that world doing it. I mean, like one commercial, Okay. you know, you like you get an opportunity once and I'm like, Oh, that's, that was, that was kind of fun. Right. That was pretty, that was pretty fun. Um, and then one little small part, you know, on a, on a show uh, again, at this point, um, I have an agent. Okay, so let's talk about that for a second. Yeah, so okay. You, so you get representation fairly early before you're even kind of in the mix working. How, how did that process happen for you? Because a lot of actors don't see that uh, or see that early. They don't see it as a possibility. Yeah. yeah. So, so how does that... Yeah, how, you remember how that, how representation and somebody getting you out there helped? 
I want this to be helpful for your listeners too. Cause they're like, well, get to the point of where you got the, <laughs> how did you get the agent? I was like, ah, it was just a lot of, a lot of the old, just submitting. Right. Right. Well, it's, you know, and, it's, it's, it's honestly, yours is the lesson uh, from earlier in your life where you just, you, you didn't set these targets. You just keep yeah. doing it. If you just keep doing it and you just keep pumping away, things have a tendency to find you. You know what I mean? So yeah. there are other people who, who have these these bullseyes and the, and the, and they're they're so focused on it. But your example is just keep going, just pump it out there, and, and things kind of find the opportunities find you. And maybe keep moving. Yeah, mm. I, I mean, well, like like well, physically, physically location. <laughs> like I don't like I don't know. I wouldn't poo poo that for anyone who moves to say like New York or, or here in LA and they're just like, man, I'm, I'm here and I'm going to stay here and I'm going to make it happen. I'd be like, that's, that's great. I, that's not necessarily for me. Okay. I have to kind of follow. Go where the I, guess work if, is. I, I, I guess, yeah, I guess following that your, your gut about it, but, but only following my gut if an, if an opportunity came up. And I heard that there was this, going to be this remounting of Showboat okay. uh, that, that a company in Toronto was putting together. That production was going to make its way to Broadway and was going to set up Broadway. And I thought, that is how I get back to get back to one of the big theater, film, television cities. Right. Um, I'm an American citizen. <laughs> Thank you, Canada. Canada, I've been up here for four years. That's enough. That's enough for me. Don't do Canada. Let me get back and I'll get me set, set on track. So I go and audition for it. They're auditioning in uh, in Vancouver, and uh, um, even though the show's going to be in Toronto, they're also auditioning in, in Vancouver. And I go to the audition, and they go, "Yeah, I'm not interested. Um, would you be interested in uh, in our production of uh, Phantom of the Opera that's been on tour?" And I was like, "Oh, isn't that thing like five years old already? Like it just seemed like it just seemed like." Old, like it seemed yeah, old right. and, I, and I, they go well there's one dance role in the show and um and you'd be right for that and i'm like i don't i don't know i've been you know i've had this now i've been in this world of creative process and i've left that musical theater right. world behind so and they get and then they say well it pays this much and i'm like i'm in ah there you go paying job that's what gets paying you. job i was like great Fantastic. So you tour Fantastic. with uh, you tour with Phantom. How long did you do that? Two years. Two years. One year. One year on the tour, and then they had a permanent show in Toronto. And I, my role opened up at the show in Toronto. And again, right. thinking about Toronto, that's a television film town. Sure, sure. That, yeah, yeah. So then so I moved John, back to Toronto. John, I'm going to reach into the screen and I'm going to wrestle you to the ground <laughs> at this point <laughs> because I have tried to pull you with all my might out of the dance, and you keep you keep pulling me back in so <laughs> so let's get you let's get i know you. let's do it let's get that for god's sake be an actor for me john for god's sake yeah let's, let's start last week then okay, okay. <laughs> so what what eventually gets you and again where is it is it is it the theater is it film what what is it that gets you the, uh, to be the actor that we, we all know <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I just, my mind just left like three enormous chasms. I was like, Poof. yeah, just judges. Yeah. Poof. We're compressing time. <laughs> time for, time for musical interview. <laughs> you just, 
put in some. Yeah, we have a nice keyboard here. Right. I'll just you just put in some. Uh, It'll be the three stooges. Some some old some old timey like bar bar music. Just have you edit that in. Um, how do we get there? I know you've done. I've seen it. I've seen the work, John. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I know. I'm pretty sure. How do we get there? Do we get there just by jumping straight to to Blue Man? Well, you know what? Let's go to because because my first because my first television gig where I felt like I was an actor doing the thing. Well, yes. Other than other than the thing that happened in Toronto, <laughs> no, uh, when I worked Canada. on Do when I worked on Do South and okay. uh, um, I remember that show. Yeah, again they just again they needed male singers for this sequence, um, where we all break into song. We're all, we're all these Mounties on a train. And we're all breaking. We all break into song. So let's go to let's go right to Blue Man because Blue yeah. Man. When when did you do that? What was your time period of that? Uh, yeah, that would have been. Uh, I would have started. Uh, uh, <laughs> but, you know but I have to give you that. I have to I, give you the story. <laughs> I can't let you smoke anything before we do these shows. It's the, <laughs> your brain. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm doing Phantom in Toronto. Okay. And I'm on. And I'm already thinking like, uh, maybe it's time to start leaving this show and and again move back to. I think go back the whole time. The whole time I'm thinking, got to do the LA thing. <laughs> it was always the it was always the LA thing. I'm like in the back of my mind. It's like I've been up here now in Canada for eight years. Time to do the LA thing get back there good uh so i arrived at the theater early there's the pantages theater and the winter garden theater or the elgin whatever it's called and they share the same alleyway walking up the alleyway and the doors to the stage doors to the winter garden theater are open and there's a little handwritten sign on it that says blue man and the arrow pointing an arrow pointing upstairs and i'm like i got 15 <laughs> minutes i got 15 minutes before i need to be in wake in the costume and i'm like so i go upstairs and they go there's a couple ladies there and they go, you here to audition? I'm like, yeah, sure. What are we doing? And then so they just gave me, put me through a little, you know, a few auditions. Uh, they gave me a little, some things to do, some clowning, some drumming. And, uh, uh, and they go, great. Thanks a lot. I'm like, great. See you later. Well, I get a call that they're like, hey, we want to bring you. It was like five of us, two guys from Montreal and three guys from Toronto. And they bring us to Boston Blue Man had opened their show uh, in New York, and then right. their second show they opened was in Boston. They said, "Hey, we want to bring you guys down. We're gonna um, we're looking for some um, and not replacements, but looking to uh, expand our team of Blue Men." Okay. And um, um, so we did a bunch of workshops for a week, staying in Boston. From that, they hired one guy. They sent the other three packing, and they said, "You, me, come to New York." We want to work with you a little bit more. So I went to New York, worked with them for a week, learned a third of the show, performed like bald and blue, performed like a third of the show for them. And, and anyone that they could bring, they like brought people from the box office, like the cleaning crew, anyone who was there during the day, they're just like come in and sit in the house with all, right. all the other blue men and the directors and, and the producers and, and the creators and, uh, and watch this guy and see if we're interested. And at the very end of it, they went, they went, Okay, man. Uh, so uh, we have about a. You'd be interested in sticking around for another week or so. I mean, we're seeing something there. We're just not quite sure. And I'm like, I honestly don't know what else to show you guys. <laughs> I don't. I I feel like I've shown you everything. 
And you know, actually, I, I just got noticed the other day that I, I found an agent in Los Angeles that would be interested in, in representing me. And they're like, oh man, you got, all right, that's what you, you got to, you got to follow your heart, man. That's, that's what you got to do. You got, yeah, no, you totally got to do that. And I was like, you're right. I don't want to put on your stupid blue makeup. Okay. <laughs> I'm out of here. So I moved back to Los Angeles and I'm like, boo, Los Angeles, I am back and I am in it. Now I'm in it. Now I'm going to, I'm going to be taking the classes. I'm going to do the voiceover work. I'm going to do all the scene work. I'm going to take, I'm going to improv classes and I'm going to be going on these auditions, whether they're porn or not. I don't know what they're going to, it, uh, and uh, it, uh, it, it, it doesn't work out at all. You know, you know, John, I don't believe anything. I, every, I, every road we go down, I just don't trust where you're going to take me. <laughs> I was all in on the Blue Man audition, and so let, let, let's let's back up on that for because this is interesting from a craft perspective that I'd like to know. Yeah, um, like that first one, they have you doing some, like you said, some clowning and some drumming. That very first walk-in audition, but now when you're workshopping with these guys, this is this is like an audience interactive piece mainly, right? Blue Man, it's it's really there's some, there's, some, there's elements of that. There's yes, performance, for sure. and then it's so. What are they having you do? What are you doing? Uh, and yeah. what is it that they're looking for that you're not doing? Like, what's the craft of the, first of all, if, if people don't know this by now, what rock you've been under, I don't know, but explain the blue man group. Uh, um, what is show it is, about, briefly. Yeah, it's about show about three very curious characters, um, whether they are human or alien like, um, uh, we never really describe it as that. Right. Um, but I think people, that's the perception of it for sure. And, uh, um, and there's a lot of music involved and technology and, and, and uh, no, they common. Don't, they don't talk. Don't talk. There's a lot communicated, but, they're, but they they, don't there's talk, no right. talk. Yeah. Right. yeah. And it's, and it's, it's almost, it's not mime or it's almost like, like you remember Moomin Chance used to be back in the day. With sure. the, yeah. It's that kind of, of performance thing. So as yeah. an actor, what are they looking for? What are they having you do? And what are they looking for? Um, a lot of uh, silent clowning. And had you ever done anything like that? Had you ever done like mime or have you were you trained? No, because it's not, it's not really mime work. We're not pretending that we have a thing. It's right. always, you always are. It's very tactile. It's, you're, you're always doing the thing that is actually, you're always there doing the, the actual thing that is, that is happening. Okay. And are you creating? You know, they, may, they may create the circumstance for you. Okay. And they're always, they're, those are some games that they would play where there's a, um, uh, it's the, uh, there's a word for it, but I'll just say the, like the leader clown, the guy who, who he says like, um, there was, there's one game that you've played called birth of a clown. So you leave the room and you come in and, uh, the, you walk, you walk into the room and you're not able to say anything. And maybe the person says, uh, Oh, so you're here for the, uh, the beauty pageant. Oh, fantastic. Uh, we can't wait. We've heard a lot about your, uh, your special talents. Can't wait to see them. Okay. Why, don't you, why don't you go ahead. Feel free to show us, show us your, your talent. We can't wait to see it. Okay. And then, and then you, and then you're just, pulling something out of your ass. <laughs> and had you, and then, had you taken sort of improv stuff before? Had you like, were, were you? Uh, a little bit. I do. Yeah. A few, few classes, wow. but those are mostly just like exercises of, you know, so what kind of stuff? Ooh, ha, cha, hoo, ha. <laughs> so how long would these sessions go where you're working with these people and, and just trying to pull stuff out of your ass like this? Um, exhaustingly uh, hours. Wow. Yeah, mostly just breaking a lot, a lot of breaking you down. And are they critiquing sort of like, well, you could do this, you could try this. What you did with that roll of toilet paper, you could do differently. Yeah. You know, not even that. Just more like to your face, like you wait, like when you're pulling that thing out of your ass, they go, "That's your, that's your, 
That's your trick? Okay. Sorry, I guess we made a mistake. Sorry. Thanks for coming in. Thanks. See you later. (laughs) You can go now. Yeah, no. It's cruel. And then you try something, and then you try to pull something else out. And they're like, uh uh. Oh, so you're being cute with us? Don't be cute. Wow. Wow. Thank you. Sadistic blue men. This is insane. Yeah. Yeah. It's worse than ballet. It really was. And I was like, oh. Tell me I'm bad again, please. So you don't get into the, the uh, or the blue men call your bluff, is what they did. They call your bluff and they say, no, follow sure. your heart, man. Go to L.A. So you go back to L.A. Yeah. I'm assuming, and, that, and you say that didn't go well. So where does that leave us? Where are we at now? Um, that I called them out of <laughs> desperation. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> in one week, dropped by an agent, uh, unable to find any part-time or I mean, I've done plenty of waiting jobs in my life and I couldn't find one to save my life in Los Angeles. Not one. Uh, uh, the car I bought was an absolute lemon. Uh, the, the only place I could find a place to rent was uh, this renovated crack house in, in the West Village. But it was renovated, which is good. It wasn't it? After the earthquake, they just put a slop of paint over all the cracks. It was after the big earthquake there. <laughs> it was like three oh, people a, living there. A, a crack house, like it had a crack in it. Yes, oh. it was. And actually, there were crack addicts that were living there before. Yeah. Um, so I, I, it was about a, almost a year to the date. And I called the, I called the guys. And I was like, they're like, hey, man, what's going on? I'm like, hey, what's going on with you guys? Um, how's things with the show in New York? They're like, great. How's things in LA? I'm like, oh, it's going fine, fine. Uh, and, and they said that uh, these are the producers. And they said, hey, actually, the guys are out in LA right now. And they're, um, they're shooting a commercial. So I went and met with them. And they said, hey, do you want to come do some more workshopping with us in the in our hotel room? And I was like, sure. Sure. So I'm I went there. some more pain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> went there. And after we just, we were just on the floor by the end of it, just like laughing, cracking up uh, at each other, you know, the, the little bits that we were coming up with. And then they were like, okay, man. Okay. Yeah. You're in. You're in. That takes you back to New York and now you're doing Blue Man. All right. So yep. let's talk a little bit about the craft of this. Um, yeah. It's like I said, it, it's, it, it's silent. It's, it's not mine, but it's, it's. It's very physical. It's uh, and it's mm-hmm. audi- audience interactive, and you have bits, you have structured bits, but there's also a lot of element of improvisation. It's okay, it's, yeah. it's collaborative. You got to know what the other guy is doing. You all know yeah. each other. Talk about um, working with those guys. What what's that like as an actor? What is that that day like when you coming in for? First of all, what's the rehearsal process like for something that is so sort of open ended like that? Yeah. Oh, um, well, that, since there's there definitely is a script to it that, okay. that's structured. And having come from a long running show, uh, having done Phantom of the Opera, you know, eight shows a week, I understood like what the grind was going to be. It was no longer the nine to five creative ballet world right. as, I, as I experienced. I mean, with Phantom, it was my day is free and you just do the show at night. Okay. And the show is. You're gonna do. You're gonna stand exactly where the last five guys before you stood. You're like, why? That's just the way Hal did it. That's just the way it's right, put together. Right. So that felt very uncreative. Mm. Um, so the idea of joining Blue Man at the time, I was like, oh, I hope this is gonna be satisfying and creative. And it turned out to be exactly what I had always wanted. I mean, just playing music every night, um, wake, waking up and walking to 
my theater. I'm going to go perform in my theater in New York City as an actor mm. and, and an actor that I get to also kind of hide during the day. No one kind of knows what I do. Your neighbors know what you do because you have little bits of blue still on you know, <laughs> underneath your nose and underneath your eyes and around your ears. Uh, and I, I loved it. I love the anonymity of it, but I also loved the. Um, there was a there was a there was definitely a creative process whenever we'd work on maybe a new piece of music or you'd work on a bit. We'd have little we'd do workshops, right, right. and um, that was all very that was all very satisfying. That all very felt. Now I felt like I was on track. So what uh, I mean, what are some? You say it's it's scripted. Yeah, you know, so so you go into a night. Are are there different shows, or or do you guys put together like a a show for a couple of weeks, or what's a season like? No, it's it's definitely a show that has evolved over the years, okay. but it's definitely it's definitely a set show. I mean, like these are the these are the music pieces you'll play. These are the bits with the audience that'll happen. Right. Um, and there's a little bit of flexibility as to how that audience member might respond. But after you've done it. Um, a majillion times you're like you pretty much know how it's going to go so let's but, talk, but but then you have to wrestle with you know keeping that fresh let me t talk about you said the musical bits you have to do what i mean you said there was drumming what what are the skills did you have to learn skills for this or or yeah did to, you come um, in with this stuff or what yeah you had to learn um some basically um basically just uh accented 16th notes Okay. As far as far as drumming. drumming, so it's not it's not like playing a kit, you know, like right, like right. a jazz drum or something like that. So it's a little, it's not. Again, anyone with a little bit of drive, right? A little bit of musicality. Um, I think it's not an impossible show to learn. And the, are they are the guys that are in there teaching you this, or are you coming in? With yeah, your own? yeah. There are other there are other blue men and uh, and the creators who you're workshopping with and, and learning it uh, day in day out they always like to take they always say they want to take their time they're like you know we always rush when we put a new guy in but with you we're going to take our time and we're just going to you know maybe it'll be over i think they were like thinking like it was going to be like over six weeks like a six-week period okay. you know rehearsing you know five days a week you know monday through friday um hours in the morning hours in the afternoon hours in the evening and wow. uh, and, and come and show watch the show watch the show as much as you watch i would, I would watch it almost every night i, I loved love <laughs> loved it loved watching it i was like i can't wait to get up there and do it but again we're going to take our time we're going to take our time someone got injured and then they emergency I'm like oh god no john you have to go on tonight wow. <laughs> yeah and you're gonna and you're gonna do it and uh and you're gonna have your first show and it's gonna be with chris wink the, the original creator of the show who wow. they've been trying to move away from doing the show just to produce the company sure. but um chris is like no i don't want him to go up there and do it alone i want to be up there with him so we end up doing the show together um All right, so and that is, was so what fantastic. is that that experience you get that call it's and you know it's curtain you're you're you got your blue makeup on and you're Black outfit yeah. on, whatever. What does yeah, that feel like? It was, it was emotionally exhausting. I re just remember with a show that was, when you're not performing a thing out at people, mm -hmm. right. <laughs> if you're, if it, you, you start to find this, there's a space where the show happens between between you and the audience, like the, what I started to notice was it, when you're working non-verbally, um, it creates this, um, it's kind of like a little biofeedback loop mm. of event and experience 
an experience and event and it keeps like you're changing places with at least for me i'm changing places with the audience's perception like who, who where is the show i mean are they the sh- are they the show or am i the show obviously they're there for the show but i'm feeling like i wait i'm watching but i'm watching them i'm trying to get i'm trying to get because we have no fourth wall right. we're constantly basing our performance on their experience right. how they're experiencing it. not just like oh good they liked it no. but no like but like what they're seeing and what they're asking and then also what they're un- un- probably unconscious on an unconscious level to them what they're letting in what they're opening up and making themselves available right. to you to, to see right. or to or to smell or to hear or to, you know whatever all of that that's got to be such a I mean, for most of us who, who've performed any in any way on stage or in camera, we don't get that experience uh, where the truth of the moment is is not you and another performer. It's you and and the actual audience is part of yeah. it. What is that? What it is becomes that? this, yeah, you're right. It's like a little, it almost it, definitely a triangle right. for sure between you know, the stuff that you're doing, the little bits that you're doing, even if, you know, even if you know, it's, you know, it's a gag and you know, it's, they're going to laugh at this certain point, but when they, when they get it and you get that they're getting it and they get that you are getting that, or you're questioning them as to why they're getting it. It's, it's such a, the show is pretty, at least the show back then, the show was, was pretty flawless. Like it just, it, it worked. Right. Like it just worked so what a, well. What a thrill! What a, what a thrill for the, that! Not every performer gets to have that ex, that very specific experience. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. So, I I don't want to. I got a little time with you left. I don't want to. I don't. I want to touch on a lot of other stuff that you did. Um, but from from Blue Man, because uh, you've also done plenty of stuff on television and film and stuff where, yeah. you, where you've gotten to do uh, real cool guest spots, guest villains, guests, the, you know, yeah. all the, that, that kind of stuff that people would recognize you in. But you're also a writer and you perform your, your own one man shows. And you also perform in the moth uh, storytelling series, yeah. which I've, I've seen a couple yeah. of those. Yeah. 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 Where did, where did these things happen? If you can put the, where does the, are they all concurrent to film and television with the one man? Okay. Like, a little bit, yeah. Uh, opportunity came up to I, I, that I met uh, uh, this fantastic actor, Giancarlo Esposito. Um, yeah. Just we, just, we met um, one afternoon in Connecticut while I was at Blue Man, and he said, uh, "Oh, do you know so and so casting person?" And I was like, "Oh no." He's like, "Oh, you should send her your stuff." And so I sent her stuff, and she's like, "Hey, uh, would you be interested in coming reading for this thing on uh, for Sex in the City?" I was like, "Yeah, sure." Well, I I I booked the job and. I, that's my first TV gig. Oh, it was so terrifying. It was terrifying. It was, the whole thing was terrifying. What, you, what, was your, um, what was your bit? What was your thing? What did you have to do? Uh, that episode, uh, Miranda uh, has given up sex for the episode. So she goes on this chocolate bender to end all benders. And she, I'm the clerk that she keeps coming up to in, in the Pyard Pastisserie on the Upper East Side. Uh, right. And she, you know, she'd like order one eclair and then two eclairs. And then like one day she's just like, uh, give me like an entire, just give me a cake, the entire cake. And then she's embarrassed. I'm like, oh, who's that? I go, who's this for? It's like, oh, it's, it's for my, it's for my boyfriend. It's uh, right. It's his birthday. Well, it's a fun bit. So Miranda wasn't. Yeah, super fun. Miranda wasn't Kim Cattrall. It was. Um, uh, uh, Cynthia Nixon. Cynthia Nixon. Oh, that's cool. That's, that's fun. So terrifying, super but fun. Nice. 
right? I mean, super terrifying, super, just major, just failing left and right, trying to just bumbling lines and be like, oh, really? it's okay, John. We'll just, we'll, we'll take it again. Just take it again. I was like, okay. Cause they, they changed the lines the night before. And you're like, oh God. Wow. It was, it, yeah. Yeah. Actor, a lot of actors nightmare. Wow. Actors nightmare going on at that moment. Wow. So the, but eventually this leads to some other work because now you're in the casting people's circle. Now you've, you've done the bit. Is this how it works for you? You would think. Yeah. <laughs> you would, you would. No, but no. it doesn't. No, it's a lot. I, for some, maybe it does work out that way. Right. It's maybe. never, it's always just been piecemeal thing here, thing there. I mean, when I look back on them, it's, they all seem very right. connected. Right. But I, but no. All right. So uh, during this, during this uh, serpentine struggle that all of us actors have, when do you become yeah. this writer? When do you decide I can tell my own stories and start to do that kind of thing? Does that happen along this way as well? Yeah. Just spending, you know, days and uh, mornings in the dog park uh, with my dog. And uh, you just see a thing that happened on the way to the dog run. And you're like, and they're like, what? And I'm like, well, this guy was just doing this thing and this thing happened and you finish telling the story and someone goes oh man that's a good story and i'm like oh it is <laughs> and i start like and then i start really thinking I'm like what makes a like what makes a good story like so i would try i would retell yeah, of course because the, the experience happened and it was so right. crazy and wild and very unique to being in new york and and i would share it with other people and i would find myself revising it and mm. retelling it and crafting it and i was like oh that's the part they really like oh that's and then uh and then at the same time, simultaneously, another friend was like, oh, you should come tell stories at, at the moth. I was like, oh, what's that? Well, you get up and you just, you know, tell a story based so, yeah, on the ex theme. Explain that for folks who don't know what that is. What, what is the moth? Uh, the moth is a storytelling um, uh, organization. Uh, they have these slams, like poetry slams. Right. Well, they'll have, a, they'll have a theme for the night. And the theme will be put out like a, a week or two beforehand. So you, if you have a story based on, oh, I don't know, heartbreak. You, know, right, right, right. Um, you would get up and you have uh, five minutes to tell your your story, your true story, without any notes. Just something like maybe something you would tell like at a party. Right. Maybe and then maybe you craft a little bit more because it gets a little. It's not like telling it at a party where people are surrounding you. You're got a microphone in front of you, and then there's a little bit of space, and the audience is staring at you, and they're sort of judging you in the dark, and so it doesn't feel, quite feel like you're telling right. that story as naturally as you would before. So, right. for, so for me, it was, it was the struggle, not struggle, but the, the challenge, and the goal was like, oh, let me get it back to how close can I get it to telling that first time that that story happened, mm. that experience So happened. you did, uh, you did a, uh, was it an off-Broadway production of the Spalding Gray uh, yeah. thing? Now, Spalding Gray was... I don't know much about him, but he was the classic, you know, monologist, you know, yeah. one man showist, you know. I watched Swimming to Cambodia a dozen times while I was training at the National Ballet School, you know, and uh, and it turns out he's performing in Toronto. I'm like, oh, I got to I got to go see him. I get I buy a ticket, sit down, watch him perform. It's fantastic. At the end of the show, they've. They're just guiding everyone straight out one exit and out into the parking lot. And I was like, oh, OK, everyone has to go this one exit. And uh, again, deep snow. I'm going to have to walk home in the snow. So freezing cold, February in Toronto. Ice everywhere. But I'm like, I got to go pee before I, before I go. And so I go back. I'm, I'll just use the bathroom in the lobby. So I walk around to the front of the theater and I walk in. And I've walked into, it's a private reception for Spalding. And he's sitting behind his table. And, and he's, there's a line of people and they're all signing his, they're signing his book. Right. And the only thing I have on me is my, I started keeping a, a, 
a little tiny journal um, when I moved to Canada because I like, oh, I have some interesting experiences up here, I think, that I should write about. This is, again, before I'm, I'm not thinking stories at all, but I'm just like, I just, my observations of li living in another country, you know, for the first time. And, and I'm doing this thing, writing, you know, I want to write about it and, and understand it someday, you know. And so I go up to him and, uh, and I hand him my, my journal. Everyone's been handing him his book <laughs> for him to sign. And he takes it and he goes, what's, what's this? And I go, oh, it's just my, my journal. I'm just writing my, my thoughts and stuff. And I just, and he goes, huh. And he, and he signs it. And he goes, what do you do? I go, well, I, I, I'm training at this school, I think to be a ballet dancer. I don't know. I don't know if it's what I really want to do, but it's what I want to do right now. I said, how do you write a one-man show? And he just stops and he says, well, it's a bit of a red herring. You have an idea and you think you know exactly where the story's going. And when you get there, it's absolutely wrong. And you don't, you don't realize that until you're there, but that's okay because the journey to getting to that story was the important part. Now go back and start again and see where that takes you. If it's another red herring, it's okay. It was the journey to get to that point. Come back out and go back down again, I'm happy. When I went and auditioned for the show, they were looking for an understudy in, in New York years later. Spalding was a friend of the creators of Blue Band Group. His girlfriend at the time, um, she lived with a couple of the blue men. They were just and they were just living in the same space together. They were all <laughs> packed in one little tiny little room together, just saving money. Just they were trying to create this show, Blue Man. So they, you know, they became friends with them. Um, she was, these are those equity calls in New York up at the equity office where they, the show has been cast. It's already been cast, but because the uh, actor's equity has this agreement that you have to audition people and they're like, we don't want to, we're like, then send your assistant, send your assistant's assistant, but you have to see actors. It's this, it's great, but it's, it's really dumb. So anyway, um, Spalding's wife was there. And, uh, and so I brought, my, I brought my little journal with me. And I said, you know, we've met before briefly. It was at a party once at, at Blue Man. She goes, you're a Blue Man? I said, yeah. And she said, you, so you know Chris, Matt, and Phil? I said, yeah. And she said, and I, I met Spalding when I was living in Toronto and I showed her the journal that he had signed and it, it leaked through one of the pages and then he, went, he flipped through three of the pages and then circled it on the other side, this, made a little piece of art out of it. And, uh, and then I performed one of the monologues and she was like, it's great. I, okay, you're you're great. We love you. We I'm going to tell them all about you and I end up getting getting hired to do the show as the as the understudy and, and went on when one of the guys had left the show for like a month to go do something else and, and I ended up sitting uh, behind Spalding's desk and actually being Spalding. That's amazing. Just follow follow wherever it goes. Follow yeah, wherever it goes, red herring yeah. or not, it'll take you where yeah. you gotta go. That's awesome, man. Well, that, I'm glad you gave me that story because now that's going in. <laughs> okay, good. So I appreciate that. You're welcome. That is fantastic. It's a, and it's a perfect uh, 
metaphor for our conversation today and how and and how it went and just filled with stuff little God gems. damn it i knew we'd get there we got there we got there <laughs> did you do that show before you were doing your one-man shows yeah okay so was that kind of, did that give you the impetus to kind of I can, I can do what he did i can do that yeah. sort of a deal okay. I, I, I see now how you i see now i see how so it's, what is it what is it that it. you learned doing that because the, the the show the spalding gray show you did i think it's he obviously was dead by then, but uh, right. Right. Uh, everybody's doing his bits. Yeah, doing his. Um, uh, some of them were. Um, most of it was work from his journals that had never been performed okay, before. Right, right. But a few of them were classic ones that that people knew, and it was sort of. And uh, the great director and producer of that show, they they wanted to put together a, like a story of his life through his through his stories, right. just one so one sort of through line. What was the name of the piece again? Uh, what was the name of that that show? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Smalling Gray stories left to tell. Left to tell. Got it. Yeah. Right. So, in in doing that, in doing in getting into that, it, it helps inspire you to be this one man show sort of yeah. storyteller. What is it about that that did that? What, what what gave what said? I can do this. I can put this up. I can. I'm. You know. After I had been telling stories uh, at the Moth, um, a friend of mine, because a, a couple of them were, were similar in theme, they were they're sort of like my misadventures with my dog. Right. At the time, and uh, um, and I thought, I wonder if there's a, I wonder if there's a way to put these stories together like Spalding did, and and make if there's a through line to the very end of this of our of our our time together the time we spent together right, right. and uh, uh so i gave it a try and uh uh when i was in los angeles yeah so it takes me out of new york and now i'm out in la here not a shock yeah not a shock <laughs> at all the plate the, <laughs> the time traveling <laughs> yeah the passport itself is just the... <laughs> yeah exactly and uh uh then a friend told me about she said that's a great show. She's like, you should do the Fringe Theater Circuit Festival. I was like, what's that? Mm. She's like, well, there's all these Fringe festivals. And then I remembered I had seen some. I went to one once when I was up in Canada to fr friends of mine that had a clown show that I'd seen. And I just thought they were hysterical and brilliant and amazing. And and I thought, oh, maybe maybe this will get me closer. This will be, oh, this will be something to do during the downtime because most of them are during the summer sure. months. Right. And if there's nothing going on in LA, then why not? So, all right, let's, this is, this is some stuff I want to talk about here is the craft of this, because, yeah. because you're telling personal stories and I, yeah. I, I got to watch a little bit of some of the excerpts you have on your website, which will tell everybody where they can look at that stuff. But, um, so you're telling personal stories, <clears throat> but you're scripting it, right? Mm -hmm. It's, is it written? To, are yeah. you writing it down? It's not just ex extemporaneous. This is the part no. where we talk about this because you, no. there are cues, there are, you know, lighting cues. Yeah, yeah, lighting cues, sound cues. Exactly. So, yeah. so you're writing it out as a script, and then yes. and then memorizing it as you would a script. Yes, exactly. Interesting. For me, it, yeah, for me, it was. Um, I have. Uh, there are some people that I know uh, along the fringe circuit tour that are solo performers, right. and there are a few of them that are just like they just wing it. Wing they it. get up there. They have their. They know what their show is right. ish, but they just kind of just do it. And it for them, it kind of shape. You know, it changes. But for me, I'm like. I oh, know it's got to be the same. <laughs> again, same for, right? for me, for mine is mine's more mine's more like a play. Yeah, it's going to be more like a play. 
Okay. And that's, and, and that goes back to, because you need that sort of structure, that framework to, to stand on. It definitely works for me. Yeah. That's what works for me. So when you're doing it, yeah. um, does some of the, the, the fourth wall that you lost that you got rid of for blue man, does that happen? Do you interact? Yeah, that's okay. exactly. I don't necessarily interact, but I'm definitely sharing all of that directly with the audience. Okay. And and there uh, a fourth wall will go up um, if I'm then in in conversation with someone. Sometimes. Okay. So in conversation yeah. with a, uh, an imaginary yeah. character. Yeah. So it would just like whoop, it'll just appear and then whoop, it'll disappear again. And right, I'm talking right. with the audience again. No, 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 no. And how many of these shows do you have? I, I, I've written I've written three and performed and toured three. Wow. They're three hour long shows. That's very cool. So where, where did you, where, when, what was the first one? Was the first one, the dog, the dog? Yeah. One? Yep. So what was the first, where was that? And when did you do that? Wow. Where, where did you get to do it? Uh, let's say that. Oh, okay. Um, the first would have been the Orlando fringe festival. And, what, and then what kind of house the, where did you walk into? Like, Oh was, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the fringe, the fringe, the way that works is, um, you, um, you submit, uh, or you just you enter, and it's just a it's just a lottery how they draw who they're going to be the performers, right? And uh, and the venue, you have no idea what your venue is going to be until you until you get there. You'll know, like a like a, a month before they let you know you're going to be in this space, and you're going to have three lights, or <laughs> or you might or you might have the nice theater space, and you're going to have a lot of lights and good sound, so you, right. you just never know. Right. So you're constantly having to sh reshape it every city you go to, right? Yeah, you, know, you know, if you're lucky enough to get in on, on enough cities. Now, as an actor, um, again, it's it's personal, but yeah. are you are you performing a character, or I mean, like uh, Werner Herzog, and as a documentary would call it, the ecstatic truth. That's kind of truth, a little enhanced, or is it, or is it just what you see is what you get? You get. How are you approaching ah. it as an actual actor? Even That's a fair question. I, Again, I try to be fair. Try to be fair. <laughs> it's time for another musical interview. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, definitely the goal is always to get back to when I've told that story of that thing that happened okay. while me and Abby, my dog, were, were out on this thing. Or, or just an experience that happened and she was around at that time um yeah a little bit what you said about Werner Herzog yeah you're you're, so, you're adding a little zazz to it to a little bit and but also um because the show Little Pussy um I do remember some response from people they're like wow you got picked on a lot as a kid and I'm like oh that's I should be not careful of that, but just be aware of when you're stacking a bunch of stories together, it, it's really impactful. And you're like, you know, there's, no, there's lots of space for in that time in your life that right, right. nothing was happening. So it doesn't seem all that hugely dramatic, but when, when it's all compressed like that, it can seem, right. um, you have to, one eye would, would have to be uh, cognizant uh, of that. I mean, oh God, I remember when I finally got to uh, do, uh, dog ears, that's the dog show, um, in Vancouver. And I got a proper theater 
like all kinds of lighting and there was a you know, backdrop that opened up and the, and uh, I remember the lighting designer was like um he's like oh do you want some lights on the back I was like what do you mean he goes and he opened up the the scrim and there's like mm-hmm. this beautiful white scrim and I go oh that would be so that's nice and it'll be nice as is if at the very end last moment why don't you just keep some lights up on behind me and then just fade the light out on me but then you just see the silhouette of me on stage that that would be oh, I think that'll be nice that'll be really that'll that'll be nice and poignant. It destroyed <laughs> the, the audience watching the show. I mean, because it's it's sad. Obviously, you, yeah, can, right. you can imagine that was be the be the end, the end of our time together, the end of her life. I mean, people are like, "Oh, it's a very moving story," but with that lighting, <laughs> oh, God, it was like driving a Panzer tank over school <laughs> school children holding flowers out to offer it. <laughs> <laughs> just watching them just like so, crush so maybe a little, maybe a little too much zazz on that one <laughs> it's a little bit too but it was so i mean amazing just the, the power of of sure. um learn about the subtlety of of lighting the power of lighting right. or even y- using music it can really it's it's really powerful and you can just and you what know, do, a dash. And, and what do you think about that just as a as a human being as an actor when you're performing a role and you connect to the truthful parts of yourself that are in that yeah. character and then audience resonates with it and all that stuff and there's this certain thing you get but now it's it. now it's you yeah i love it it's you're the character and this yeah. is your truth yeah. and what does that feel like i love it i love it can't get enough of it that's awesome yeah are you, are you working no, on any, re- any new ones or you, you, you... Uh, there's there's always one yeah there's there's one that, that yeah that that's that's brewing and you know, and if it starts to if it starts to really show itself, then I'll start to write it down. I don't. I kind of don't set out like I don't set out to do a show. I just wait until things start speaking to me, right. or if someone else speaks to me, if I just tell a thing and someone goes, "Oh, that's a good story." I'm like, "Oh, duly noted." Right. Yeah. Well, I'm. I just got a couple minutes before we wrap it up, so I just want to throw in just a couple more things. We'll just kind of rapid fire yes. rattle them off. Because during all this, while you're while you're performing this one man show, and, and and you've come from the theater, you're also you're you're starting to do television and stuff. And you've like I said, you've done a lot of guest spots and some stuff in feature films. Just give just resume stuff. What are some of the thing? What are some of the shows that we may have seen? There's some of the network episodic type stuff, where you were. Yeah, it was like CSI type um, stuff. Or, yeah, or... well, this this last season was um, uh, a Perry Mason. Oh, that was great! The HBO right? one, yeah, that's great. Yeah, holy shit, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Good show. Yeah, nice that work. was good. that was a good that was a good day. That was a good day of of work, and yeah. it's not always a good. It's not always that that fun where sometimes they, it's where fun. did they shoot that one where did they shoot that Perry Mason? we shot that we shot that episode uh my scene was in uh south pass okay all right cool all right so uh perry mason yeah um uh and what before that uh uh what are some other things i saw you as well, a- I was, uh there was uh, uh there was uh criminal minds but that was, right. that was years ago yep. um again that was all um uh, that's all kind of fun and 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 cr- it's crazy making because those shows just like move right. really quick, and as an actor, you're like, you really you have very little time. Yeah, and I wish I wish I had more day on all of these shows. I wish I had more days on all these shows because it's always it always feels like you're arriving that that first day of junior high school, <laughs> right? And you're just trying to figure out 
whoever when it, what what everything right. is and, and yours, it just moves and yours so is a, quick. yours is a guest spot or it's a guest criminal or it's a guest whatever yeah. it's an, you know and everybody else has got their shtick like they got their thing like they got their thing and you're just trying to they're just trying to figure it out they're like John this is your this is your hut that you hide out in for us okay ready go you're like what, what, what? okay well let me, that's not where I would reach for a thing let me you like you just want can you just have three minutes to like sit in the space it's right. that's I think you as an actor you should uh, you should really demand that more like just take taking taking charge of your space if if you can without mm. getting in people's way but yeah those those definitely those shows they move they right. move like crazy and uh, and you kind of want to you kind of you, you want to get out of the way but you also want to you want to take your you want to take your time and take your place and that's hard yeah. it's so hard yeah. it's so hard it's so hard to feel it out so what's happening in your career right now where where like what what are the things that are on the horizon that's all of us right now nothing going on what, what would you like to be you want to do more of the um you know that that one man show stuff or like where do you i mean i hesitate i, I hesitate to ask you where do you want to go because it, it'll take a left turn if I do that. But it will. It will. Where I know, I'm, be, like I'm very cognizant of that right now, too. <laughs> where would you like to go? What do you want to do? If I do, if I do one, one uh, if I do one, another one man show, it, um, the, the, the fringe circuit is, is also kind of hard to, uh, mm. to it's, it's a lot of work, a lot of work to just, break even yeah um if it if it made if you made a little bit of money um a little more money then it would feel like it was worth it but it's hard when you're breaking even to yeah. to feel like it's actually worth it and where do you want to present these things i mean yeah i mean the creative person in me will always find a way to to perform it someplace somehow right for sure um and as far as film and tv um there just needs to be more of it before I can decide whether or not I really like it. Well, the, the landscape is different now too, from, you know, when you started, when we all started, it's, you know, I mean, there's just so many Hulu and Netflix and Amazon and everybody's got an original uh, programming wing of whatever they're doing. So there's gotta be more outlets to at least get work. Am I wrong? There's a lot of, you're right. There's a lot of work out there. Okay. I don't know who's getting it. <laughs> no, I read. I read for plenty of them. I read for plenty of them. But um, uh, for me, it's more just I want to just feel like I'm with a. I want to feel like I'm with the ballet company. I want to feel like I'm uh, with the ensemble uh, of Blue Man. I want to feel like we are together making a thing happen mm. on more than just a one afternoon, a one long day shoot. Right. Well, so far that's because that's not all that satisfying sometimes it is but a lot of times it's it's leaves you very like ah well john i mean i would say then if that collaborative uh thing is is what turns you on and what i think will eventually pull you into that place where the sentence has a finish to it <laughs> is yeah. you know you know i think we all have to pull together uh uh and find those of common uh common mind and start to create you know, that your people. yeah, could get the, get the circle of the people, you know, yeah. you and the Kates and the great writers and the, all the people we know and, and, and start to do these things together, you know, uh, um, I agree. And, and find our own venue. You know, there's enough, yeah. there's enough way, way with the technology now for artists to, to do that, to be collaborative in this way 
that didn't exist before. I think we can do that. Yeah, I agree. So last little thing. Uh, first of all, before I get to that, where do, where can people find you? What's the website they can find you on? That is thejohngrady.com. <laughs> the John Grady? Is that what it was? Yeah, it is. Uh, yes, like it. The John Grady. Yeah. Okay. And is that, <laughs> you on the social media and all that stuff too? Or uh, Yeah, they can find me. Same thing, the John Grady on uh, Instagram. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and, and for the, for the artist who's, uh, who's are starting out or midway through or struggling as we all are, what, what advice, what lesson would you, well, pass on if, if they, if they, if they're still with us now, if they're still tuned in, <laughs> yes. uh, you're like, Jesus, this guy's been all over the map. Um, just know that that, that can, that's a possibility too, that, um, to allow yourself to go out there and, ex and experience uh, life in, in that way, that maybe you don't need to hunker down and hold on so that death grip on staying in that city there. Uh, a lot of creative work is happening everywhere. And uh, you and get out there and find it. Right. Excellent, John. Thank you so much for giving me this much time. And uh, oh my God, thank you. Ren. Super entertaining, super, super fun. It was really, really a trip. And like I said, you are what a what a career for what a career example for the working actor. You've gotten to do so much of so many different kinds of things. Uh, I am envious, and I'm sure there's so many artists out there who who are envious of that kind of uh, uh, breadth of stuff that you got to do and. Uh, all the best, you know, forward. My pleasure. My pleasure.